0: Welcome to the PI Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And with me, as usual, is my co-host, political scientist, meme lord, and bitten by a radioactive Marxist who has sworn his <laughs> life to fighting crime and capitalism. He is vengeance. He is the night. He is the revolution. Borge! What
1: the hell? <laughs> okay, that's, that's the longest intro and that's the most surprising one. I I, I was not bitten. <laughs> I was just... Yeah. You know what? Never, never, never mind, never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who was it? Was it a prop? <laughs>
1: no, God. It, it's, I it's, gave, it's, yeah. it's, it's Mark's hanging upside down on a web.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Rare. Okay, okay. P.I. Anyway, Nyo, P.I. Nating lahat. Uh, Borge here at your service.
0: Alright. So, yeah. That's, I just gave you a Halloween costume right now. And we are actually <laughs> well, we're releasing this on November, but we're recording at halloween Ooh. happy halloween borge
1: happy halloween to you spooky well.
0: Ooh. yeah Ooh. and hope you're all safe and s- from the upcoming storm which we know is happening yeah, uh, yeah yes stay safe and well i know that most people spend their halloween night trick-or-treating or partying or watching horror movies but you know any conversation with you is scarier than any horror movie.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm your dissertation. Uh. <laughs> ah!
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's your costume, you know, the radioactive Marxist. You know, Trademark that. <laughs> anyway, so, so today we're going, well, we have an interesting topic today. Uh, it's based off, like, this exchange that we surprisingly had in the last Q&A. Uh, we, we're wondering, like, right now, you know, we were asked about the U.S. elections, and you mm. refused to comment. And even today, you mm. know, the, the election, the conclusion of the American elections between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, some people say one of well, the most important and pivotal of their, of their history. You know, mm. is coming, and you have no interest in it. So, yep. thought we'd explore that. So, why don't you quickly explain that your initial, I know, uh, initial. Ignorance, I suppose, or no, it's of the... more of um,
1: indifference would be a more appropriate term. Indifference and ignorance would come and why the indifference. next wait, wait, wait let, let me ask when yeah. will it conclude? When, when will the results be out? Mm.
0: Well, on paper, they said it'll, it'll be done by November 4, so oh. we might have a president, a United States president, by the time this video is released, but we're not talking about that, you know, we're talking about why we are. We we're talking about it in the first place it's meta right but yeah, yeah, you know, right. why do we care you know right so it's it's like it's complicated because right now a lot of it is done in mail you know so people mm. are you know still counting the votes they're still sending it in so it's a lot of the po box you know it's on the, mm. the mailmen are the heroes right now of america the soldiers of american democracy so it's it's difficult to know and we, we might not know yet even after this mm. release so yeah so why the, Ill for the ignorance?
1: Well, I'm still... Because besides saving yourself
0: the headache, you know? Yeah, that's one yeah. thing.
1: First and foremost, I, I don't think I should allot any more brain cells to it. So that's my primary reason. Mm. But mm-hmm. behind that, I think as we will discuss later on, I see this fixation over contemporary American politics as something we can drop mm. for the sake of something else. Like it's I'll, hot. <laughs> yeah i mean the well first and foremost the elections would only affect our country via foreign affairs and mm-hmm. that realm is basically monopolized by diplomats foreign policy advisors it's, it, it is a realm that is not yet penetrated by the public or by, by the general public for mm-hmm. the longest time so right. why bother why bother over an election mm. you can't even control and whose effects is basically limited when we have bigger problems mm. facing us? Mm. Right. Yeah.
0: So, mm-hmm. so uh, actually, we in the pre-prod meeting, you know, we actually discussed this and we had a bit of a disagreement, mm. but today we're not going to have a debate, but instead take this doubt seriously and say, why should we care? So maybe ask ourselves, why do we do it in the first place? And perhaps consider... Mm. Is it possible, or to drop it, or maybe there's something necessary that we can learn? Because right now, I think you and I are like our political scientists, but mm. our, our seniors, you know, we may not be international relations scholars, but our seniors mm. are, you know, yeah. uh, are commenting on American politics despite yeah. not being IR scholars themselves. Mm. So they must be something. Are you saying they're wrong?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not, are I'm not you saying, saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying that. it's... They could spend their brains on something else.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see about that because right now, so just for today, like let's repeat. Right now, we are asking, why are why do we care? Why do we Filipinos care about American politics? And should we even care? You know. Yeah. And hopefully, you might join the conversation later on. But for now, uh, let's well, let's start. I think the well, I mean, for one thing we have to make this clear first. It is, of course, important that, uh, important that the that America right now you know, is still, mm. although a, de- a declining superpower, still mm. a major power in the world right now. So, of course, we have to pay attention somewhat, mm. but to, we kind of still pay attention to a level of detail more than our neighbors. We pay more attention to it than japan indonesia thailand you know mm. so we know more about uh, a country in another hemisphere than in our immediate neighbors Why mm. is that you know um well perhaps it could be done by say our colonial experiences you know back in up after like the initial revolution against spain we had a war with mm. america and, and then until then we were occupied up until 1945 until the end of mm you know, World War II. Mm. Uh, well, no, but, well, forgot. it was. We were under the, spe- the Japanese for three years. For a while. And then yeah. for a while. But and during that time, those short 50 years, I think, you know, we have the basic, blue- our basic political blueprints are based mm. on uh, American politics. Pre- three branches of government, legislative, mm. executive, judiciary, our public education system, you know, the fact that we're still speaking English and not Spanish, you know, they yeah. actually taught us English. You know, yeah. And even to this day, right up until this day, you know, when we're when we need to write something, we go where? Not to the Carindiria, but to Starbucks. When you're hungry, we go to McDonald's or Jollibee, which is arguably an well, a version of McDonald's, a localized that's, that's version a, of McDonald's. That's so middle yeah. class. That's middle class. You know, mm-hmm. So I mean yeah you may think that we can explain that later, but for now, we can have to establish that our past is riddled like with American influence in fact, that's what Mark Twain, a famous American writer, said like the Philippines was America's first temptation to be an empire and to in a sense father like a this young nation mm-hmm. we became if essentially our their their little brown brothers which again it's Uh. demeaning but with what we are we uh we're still somewhat a version of them so what do you have to say to that with regard to our colonial past
1: that's the thing regarding your summary of our colonial past the thing is we must distinguish first and foremost america as an object and america as a product of our imagination because yeah fair. Mark Twain, of course, said that, but uh, if my memory serves me correct, Mark Twain was also the head of an anti-imperialist coalition Mm -hmm. back in the United States during that time, during the Philippine-American War. And that's the thing. There's a difference between, as I have observed in your summary, and I think your summary is shared by many Filipinos, uh, those who pay attention to the United States. We are not trapped, or not really trapped, but we are not tied with American influence per se, but more or less delusions of how we look at America. Mm. First and foremost, the Philippine-American Why, yeah. War, we, someone can easily say, yeah, we lost the war because America was superior. Well, fact is, the Philippine-American War was basically the predecessor of the Vietnam War. We could have lasted mm. for months and the, the United States would have more or less been, been forced by their own people to fall back because at that time, the home front was under threat. American citizens never saw invading the Philippines as worth it. And we taking on, they're taking on so many casualties by fighting our guerrillas. Mm-hmm. So we are, right. so that's a narrative that is excluded from this American centric delusion. Right. That mm-hmm. narrative that we could have almost won the American war. Right. But yeah, yeah I, I just want to you know, emphasize that. You... that mm. Yeah. I just want to emphasize that separation between America as a concrete object. And that's
0: a product of our imagination right speaking mm. of imagination you know a lot of it has to do with like the writing of our history and mm. how it is taught and mm. the thing is we know it as a war but funny uh i think if you look at our stats our mm. largest listenership and audience is from america mm-hmm. and if you're listening and yeah, you probably know that you, in your textbooks you might not know that you even had a war but it's actually mm. just a rebellion or a skirmish mm-hmm. in the Philippines. But basically, we were taught it's a war because we want to be nationalistic. But perhaps in reality, it might not have been much of a war. But maybe a fight by certain factions of the elites, you know, head led by Aguinaldo at the time. And it wasn't much of a war. Maybe a lot, there were a lot of people who were pro-federalists, you know, they wanted assimilation with a rising power. So it might have been, well, it's a no. In, 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 in a, a fact, it, time, was,
1: it was a war, yep. in fact. It's, it's not the possibility that it, mm-hmm. it was not. In fact, it was. <laughs> it was okay. basically a fact.
0: Well, but the thing is, well, yeah, but again, they're interpreta- again interpretations of history. And the fact mm. that it's quite possible that. See? Uh, There's a misalignment what?
1: between fact and our imagination. There's mm-hmm. a sheer misalignment. Mm-hmm. The, the American public at that time uh, saw it mm-hmm, as a war, gonna... a costly war,
0: mm-hmm.
1: an unnecessary war. That's the American public mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. ah there were even like political cartoons you know saying that we're not why are we doing the philippines right you remember that Mm. so in other words this fixation was also a product of uh, the american institution but uh, the way that this continued to be taught you know Mm. like even they say the nationalist writing like writers uh like teodoro goncilio's Mm. They still port- or even Bernardo Constantino they portray mm. America as an empire mm. so are, if I understand it correctly, even these national narratives of promoting America as this giant uh, empire, is that still blow- overblown? Well,
1: to to one, extent, one extent it's not overblown, it's not a matter of America being an empire per se what I'm trying to mm-hmm. point out is our delusions made us emphasize or rationalize our defeat at the hands of the United Mm -hmm. States, instead of Mm -hmm. recognizing the fact that we gave them one hell of a war. And Mm -hmm. if things would have been different, we would have forced them out or they would have been forced Mm -hmm. out by their own public. So we, 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 for, for centuries, we have rationalized our defeat and just placed, yeah, we got defeated by this great empire. Hence our defeat Mm -hmm. doesn't seem that bad. When in fact Mm -hmm. we gave them one hell of a shit.
0: (laughs) Right. And notice, even our heroes, you know, were chosen and portrayed and Mm. rewritten almost by America. Mm. Rizal is our national hero by Mm. American declaration. Even our imagining of our supposed hero of theater Brad Bass, mm. Gregorio del Pilar, was embellished by American journalists when, in fact, mm-hmm. his death was quite uncinematic, you know? It was a meh. <laughs> it was so a that's meh that's moment. an interesting point. It, it was a meh. Mm. When, in fact, he portrayed him to be, like, similar to the old Western generals. Mm. portrayed it to be, like, a, a modern Thermopylae. Mm. you know, mm. a small group, band of Filipino soldiers against America. When in, you know, that's part, part of it, you know? they wrote our history for us and we
1: swallowed it it up mm. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. all right but uh, let's move on to besides of course imaginations what about the actual structures you know in a people we've taught that Mm. number one our public education system is undoubtedly american and the our three branches of government are based on america now today Mm. an application is not One-to-one, we have our own adaptations, but its skeleton is still Hmm. American. Don't you think there's still something that we need to learn because our basic blueprints are still the same? It's shared by a common ancestor, a common origin. What do you think?
1: Regarding the American educational system, since you raised that one, and I've been dealing, not really dealing, but I've been been into the works of John Dewey for the past few months, Hmm. I can say that we have the defects. We have the defective American educational system, as far as is concerned. So you have here mm-hmm. an American philosopher, pragmatist, one of the fathers of pragmatism, uh, mm. whose pedagogy emphasized right. growth and practice, criticized mm. the American educational system. Mm-hmm. And so we have that.
0: We have the defect. Right. <laughs> mm. should, should, yeah, we have should, the defect. Yeah, yeah, we have the defect. So here's the thing. So we have the defect. In a way, we inherited that. Doesn't that tie us even more to and give us more responsibility to reflect on that relationship? Yeah, defective. (laughs) Simple as that. Yes. (laughs) In other words, we—it's also a cautionary that because they have defects, shouldn't we also observe them to see to how to avoid those defects?
1: It's—it's like looking at that's a thing. Okay, fair. I I I would proceed with that one. But how we look at the United States mm-hmm. would shift away from it being an ideal to being a defective entity, mm-hmm. which is in itself right. a radical shift, which mm-hmm. to an extent I do agree.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Should we pay more attention?
0: But let's talk, okay. Let's, let, while we're on the topic of similarities, uh, mm-hmm. let me just share something like, you know, the reason why, like I told you this, like the reason why I'm in political science is because my best friend at the time Uh, was in political science so so I asked him what course are you teaching like are you taking for applying for college Uh, political science so I wrote down political science but what made me stay was basically um, the election of Barack Obama because it's so cinematic it's so it has it's well telegraphed and in a way that hope for like a different progressive idealized perhaps, version of, like, a politician to have, uh, to Philippines can be, it's actually seems possible, you know? Uh, because John McCain was a good, well, mm. him, himself was a good politician, but the fact, like, the sheer will of people wanting for a, another kind of president, perhaps uh, because of his ethnicity, you know, partly. Uh, yeah. And in a way, that kind of had a Momentum towards the way we frame our Philippine elections, which was shortly afterwards. So, two thousand eight, I think, it was Barack Obama, and then right now it's like Benigno Aquino the third, uh, the third, you know, Pinoy. I don't know. So, this was flawed. This is a young person, you know, doing. So it's like that story of, which necessitates our, you know, that story of people voting for this one individual uh, as an idealized version or the idealized uh, representation of all the people's interests is kind of what fuels our imagination when we vote for our presidents as well and for better or for worse, you know? Uh, So again, this is a childish me of like what, why Mm. I continue to fascinate over politics because it's also very dramatic, you know? Mm. And so, and perhaps that's the same way people see it, you know, it's a story Mm. that the same, um, like perhaps anybody, Or like even an African-American can become Mm. president one day, you know? Mm. So talk about that, maybe that connection between the way we choose our leaders.
1: But then again, that, that is not something that is rooted with our relationship with the United States. Our leaders and tendencies Mm. have been here ever since it, I can, I can agree that uh, American elections feed that frame but it did not build it. We, we did not derive it from our relationship with the United States. It is endemic with right. us. But yeah, it, it resonates. It resonates with those, uh, those who dare to observe American politics. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, the mechanisms that receive it is endemic. We are leader-centric, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And I think right. that, more or less, uh, that more or less shaped how we adapted American institutions, going back to what you embraced earlier. We adapted it in line with such mm-hmm. leader-centric tendencies, hence we have
0: a strong executive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So and speaking of which uh, I, this might be a quick I uh, cool. would say aside. Uh, but not only do we literally get our institutions you know, frames of institutions, but also political science. You know, the father of political science right now, Remigio Alpaglio, was educated in America, so a lot of our disciplines right now were imported mm-hmm. in that way so I think our, our our orientation of political science is quite American until, of course, Paulo himself created his own spin on them, which is the mm. regime uh, and all and things like that. So, is we kind of owe a debt to America for being political scientists as well, though? Uh,
1: that's one thing. Okay, uh, mm. how do you how do you understand what American political science is?
0: Mm. Same ways and how a lot of it is still based on elections a lot of like our current discipline is uh, how you say activated during elections mm-hmm. mostly you know based on the market uh, but at the same time you know focusing on democratic values at the same time. so yeah we still talk about democracy and lack thereof but at the same time you're right we've had we've started to move on from that but our roots mm-hmm. in Philippine political science are still quite American, don't you agree?
1: Mm, Probably with the focus on institutions. I would Mm -hmm. concede with that one. But uh, as -hmm. a discipline, if my understanding is correct, American political science went more quantitative eventually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is where we split up. Political political Mm -hmm. science became more qualitative, as far as my understanding is Mm -hmm. concerned. Mm -hmm. So again, to our listeners who are in political sciences, you can correct us if uh, I'm wrong with this uh, evaluation. But that's that's one thing. There's, yes, we may have started the same place, but we ended up different directions.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think Kahlo also was another American educated scholar. But again, uh, yeah. So, well, that's another think, topic yeah. for another podcast. But no,
1: no, I think we, we can tackle that account. one. Yeah. Do you have any ancestors that are American educated?
0: Ancestors? Well, hmm. Ah, uh, ancestors! I have, like, I have cousins who are American-educated, literally. Hey. <laughs> uh, from one is from Wesley, and the other one is from Berkeley. Oh. Another one is—I uh, forgot the another one—but yeah, they're they're educating American universities right now. Cousins, <laughs> yeah. cousins, and mm-hmm. I think even to this day, students still aim to go to Ivy League schools because they know that these are the top schools of America. And not just in the Philippines, but the rest of the world, you know. Perhaps let's also talk about that, you know. If it's still, like, since I think the rest of the world kind of still sees America Mm. as some sort of center, albeit a declining one. Do you think we should perhaps follow that fascination with him? Or uh, do we have enough room to step away and step back? Even China right now, Mm. the Chinese students... Like you and I went to China, China. <laughs> and they still talk about going to America, going to Harvard. Yeah, you know, fair, going to, fair. It's still attractive to them. And there are a lot mm. of Chinese students in America, even though their mm. own country is a rising superpower. They're still going to America yeah,
1: so, fair. to
0: a point. America still represents a certain standard. Yeah. You know? uh,
1: that is something that is not uniquely American. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is, uh, that is the fate of uh, the Athenian empire mm-hmm. when it was defeated mm-hmm. by Sparta athens ceased to be a military superpower it became an intellectual center mm-hmm. then it finally collapsed <laughs> so basically that's the last time before it dies it becomes oh. it becomes a cultural and intellectual center so yes <laughs> American, mm-hmm. america can serve that
0: purpose mm-hmm. <laughs> when it dies uh-huh. yeah when it dies <laughs> all right oh actually okay um well okay Hmm. Let's, talk about, well, let's talk about that so is there's a value in watching something decline when it's just so how you say painful to watch really like painful. even though you know yeah but okay maybe paining. not for you, but for a lot of people it's, <laughs> it's entertaining okay i mean for a lot of people who've staked their hopes in america the idea of america mm. or perhaps to see any country regardless of your relationship with it, it's still quite sad especially when a lot of uh, Filipinos, all of uh. our relatives, you know, a lot of our friends uh. still go there and aim to immigrate there. In fact, they're one of the largest immigrant communities in America. Shouldn't we at le- watch it at least to know how they're doing? You
1: know? Uh, no. Uh, for my American yeah. friends, well, I do sympathize with my American friends. Uh, if, yes, it, mm. is, it is their country and it's, I do say, extend my sympathies mm-hmm. to the current conditions. But to Filipinos who mm-hmm. still see the Philippines as an ideal, well, aha uh-huh to them. Mm. <laughs> They'll see their idol fall. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, 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 and I'm not saying America. this out of spite in um, the United States. Yeah, and their idol would fall. Mm. It's more of, the thing is, mm. I would not, I'm not saying this merely out of spite against the United States. But then mm-hmm. again, I'm biased against the right. United States. Fine. I'm mm-hmm. saying it out of spite. Anyone mm-hmm. who idolizes the United States is a uh, meh. So not mm-hmm. good, <laughs> good luck to them if they idolize it. Right. But I'm, all, I'm also mm-hmm. saying this from the perspective of I think we I, I mentioned this earlier, but mm-hmm. we are looking at the wrong America. We're looking mm-hmm. at the wrong part of its history. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. So if people would keep on looking at American politics, better look at American political history instead, because that I think mm-hmm. is far more valuable for mm-hmm. our case, for the Philippines, mm-hmm. than looking at contemporary American politics.
0: Right. Uh, for those of you who perhaps uh, haven't listened to the previous episode or those of you who have, you might have noticed in the last, um, in the last session, like he, Borge is mm. particularly interested in you know, the founding fathers, early American politics. He mentioned Andrew Jackson. Mm. And I think, you know, you and I share an appreciation for mm. its American, the history of the American Revolution. Mm. You know, uh, Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton. In fact, even there are Filipinos that love Alexander Hamilton. You know, because <laughs> of it's Musical. We can move. We can move on to the cultural, you know, influences mm. later, which still exist today. But I think, uh, how do you explain that um, your own disconnect? Because you seem to uh, appreciate and even mm. valorize uh, American founding fathers, and mm. yet their immediate successors, mm. that which are still connected, and people continue to try to harken back to. You kind of ignore the contemporary political, like uh, American politics. Why is that? Because first and foremost, the Philippines, again, whenever we look out,
1: why do we look out? I always assume that we look out to compare. I assume that it is automatic. We look at American politics because Mm. we compare, consciously or unconsciously. If it's unconscious, better be aware of your your goals, of that one. And I hypothesize Mm. that we look at the United States because we still see it as an ideal. Mm. Uh, I concede that one. That's a sad reality for me. Mm -hmm. Still see it as an ideal. It's sad not because it is foreign. I I will not say that. Mm. Earlier, Borge would probably say it is sad because it is a foreign influence. But no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. It is sad because we are looking at, we we, we use as an ideal the results of a a process instead of Mm. looking at the process itself. That's why I'm saying that we're mm. looking at the wrong America because we are looking at the results of whatever they did instead of looking at how they did it. Mm. So that's, okay. that, that's why there's a disconnect. That's why I'm thoroughly interested with early American politics. And I'm not in any way <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. obsessed with contemporary American politics. Sure.
0: Hmm. I think it's part of it because, well, uh, that is interesting. And to a point, I agree. Uh, but I think it 's also important to know that, despite the processes that mm. you you know admire I think it 's also important to know that the fact that it it is the way it is right now is still important to study you know how the, the process oh, because, how? How? Yeah, because obviously uh, even though you set up a constitution, there are people or parties that still abuse it you know there it even with the best of intentions and all their efforts, it's still capable of degrading to the way it is today. And it's important to know that. It's important to know, for instance, like, okay, uh, for me, let me start Mm. arguing saying, I think whether we are, uh, like, like matter how much we want to uh, Mm. differentiate ourselves, I think it's, or like, to avoid like, or try to like, emerge and grow out Mm. of our colonial influence i think it's important to say because it's literally watching literature before our eyes only it's history the thing is it's the same way why we watch or movies or look at plays with the person making the same mistake again and again it's looking at drama hmm. When they make mistakes we need to learn from those same mistakes over and over it's similar. you know there these are characters hmm. these are changes of fortune these they're like so, it's the same thing. So, even if it doesn't affect us, it's still, we still have things to learn from it. And the, okay. th- the difference is, even the, the stories of these tragedies mm. have effects to us, albeit indirectly. Mm. But this is like watching, you know, it's like, it's mm. like watching the possibly import, like, an important play, you know, so we can learn from it. Yeah.
1: Oh, the, okay, you, you, you keep on mentioning learn from it, learn from it. Okay, fine. Fine, fine. Mm -hmm. I do concede that one. And then you discussed, let me just summarize what you said. Mm -hmm. You discussed uh, learning from how a constitution is offended, degraded. What is more valuable? Mm -hmm. What is more valuable? Let me ask you and our listeners. What is more valuable? Mm -hmm. Looking at the drama of of a constitution being degraded or looking at the drama of a constitution being strengthened. What is more valuable for Filipinos? Did we ever have a strong constitution uh, um, to begin with? Mm-hmm. Because I see the drama of mm-hmm. the American Constitution being strengthened and modified through time as far mm-hmm. more important than looking at how it is being degraded right now. Because that is where right. we are positioned right now. We, we it, the thing is, if we mm-hmm. compare the Philippines with contemporary American politics right now, it's like comparing uh, it's like mm-hmm. comparing a child with uh, an old man who is either what we call senile. Mm-hmm. Or haunted by his past. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I do agree well, that there's there's value well, in uh, let me, at the drama.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But what is more valuable? Right.
0: Mm. It's weird. I cannot seem to I cannot seem to see that a dichotomy with what you're saying. Like why is there why are you putting a dichotomy with it being strengthened with it being violated? Because in a way, it is being strengthened every time it is being defended and amended, every time it is challenged. It's the same way that we understand a body. And it is strengthened every time it recovers from sickness. After it gets sick, okay. it builds up an immunity. It's part of the whole story that, of like a body or a constitution.
1: That is that is a drama that you can locate in early American politics. Not really now. Mm, true. Now so, the, America, America, mm. the Constitution right now in the United States is just in the defensive. Constitutional mm. pro- protectors of the Constitution are just mere protectors. But before. Mm-hmm. As I have said, early American politics, it is, again, another point that I would like to say is we may focus on the results of American political history. Mm-hmm. There's value in it. But what is more valuable, that or spirit of experimentation that many people fail mm-hmm. to grasp?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: America was supposed to fail. In the eyes of all so many countries before, it was meant to fail. But it succeeded. Mm. Right. Now, the the people who look at American politics can either settle for the shallow shit, meaning looking at the results, mm. instead of going deeper and see mm. how America did it, how how its experiment succeeded, and more mm. or less All right. uh, imbibing the experiment, the experimental spirit itself. I, I think that is what. Drove Bonifacio to read the history of the United States or the lives of American presidents. I, I think Bonifacio mm-hmm. himself was attracted not by america 's this system but mm-hmm. america's an experiment, and I think that mm-hmm. is lost because of this obsession with contemporary politicking among
0: mm-hmm.
1: american politicians
0: mm-hmm. i don't know but the way that you look, you can interpret events or history
1: mm-hmm.
0: like no come to think with the when you see something happen or degrade to the way it has today, I mean, the fact that freedom of speech is known is actually being contested and destroyed. Even the statues of Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, despite being great men are now being torn down. I mean, don't don't you think that the fact that these, the great actions of the past are actually quite fragile. And so it's the past needs to be protected in the present. Don't you think, don't you agree? The fa- and the fact that you have to be alert at the same time. So in a way you have to, re- you have to, in order for you to truly value the past, you have to be alert and actually, well, and for but, the Americans now, they're the hmm. ones protecting it. But for us, it's to learn the lessons again, but the thing how is, fragile yeah. the past is, the foundation is.
1: But the thing yeah. is, we don't, we don't have the same quality of history as the United States. We just don't.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So
1: the problems that they, that they have right now, albeit valid in their context,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is not valid for us. Mm-hmm. Now, some mm-hmm. people would say, yeah, what about issues that they're addressing? What about social justice issues that they're addressing? Fine, I, I would right. concede. But what about the degree of it? There's a difference. Mm-hmm. The degree of, we may share the same problems, but it is mm-hmm. not as widespread. First of foremost, we're not racists. <laughs> Or we we or we not as much. Again, you you validate my point. The matter of degree. Okay, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as John Dewey said, no individual Mm -hmm. or group will be judged by whether they come up or fall short of some fixed Mm -hmm. result, but by the direction in which they are moving. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. So again, Mm -hmm. we must try to free ourselves from an obsession with fixed results from what is happening now. Okay, let me give you an example fine, you have Trump versus Biden right now, 2020. Mm-hmm. What is more com- What is more valuable for the Philippine experience? That or the elections of 1824 and 1828 wherein Andrew Jackson, a populist, survived mm. mudslinging, imposed centrist politics,
0: mm-hmm.
1: more or less widened. or I think it was dubbed by mm-hmm. uh, Huntington as a wave of democratization. Right. Mm. Populist. I mean,
0: I, well, who's mm. more comparable to Duterte right now, Trump or Andrew Jackson? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, it's weird. I still find the the like the way that you the Andrew Jackson you actually killed people. The past, just a moment. Mm. The past, you know, the American past, history, and its current present. Because the way, how about consider the possibility that the past wasn't as different from the present? Yes, you're right. There was mudslinging, and the way that there is mudslinging today, you know, there's still, uh, well, there's, yeah, can't you say that? Like, perhaps the way that it was written, you know, is we they focus on certain things, but on the, uh, in reality, there's there was mudslinging, and even the individuals, the politicians, had their own scandals. And Alexander Hamilton was brilliant, but he was also, uh, like a the most promiscuous man in the the colony. So uh, perhaps that past is idealized. But in reality, even in the present, the same debates of strengthening the constitution still happen. Well, not Mm -mm. of of the same nature, but not exact details. But There are still people defending, strengthening, and attacking democracy. There's a line, don't you think? The thing is
1: yes those general categories exist general categories
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but they're general categories Mm -hmm. the specifics however are different Mm -hmm. the issue of race may have existed in the united states ever since its foundation but the issue itself have changed again it's a matter of degree if we are going Mm -hmm. to compare Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) all right speak maybe perhaps to qualify it more let's move on to the next topic so rather than focus moving from the past Let's cool. talk about the present. And right now, uh, because of globalization, because of global capitalism, I think we still consume a lot of American uh, culture, products, values, even. Because cool. I'm gonna think it's funny. Like right, just this morning, it's <laughs> there's you know the singer of MYMP. Nope, it's blackface of. Uh, yeah, David I think Hendrix, I, I, saw, I, saw, I and, saw the news. <laughs> yes and, and apparently people said like oh black lives matter why you know and it's like black lives matter so it's funny like this it's the same kind of conversation that you know it comes from america is and, it really the same um well the, the words perhaps you can qualify that later but let me finish mm-hmm. um at the same time You know, um, even when I discuss with my students, there are still certain keywords that they somewhat emulate, like social justice, Mm. Black Lives Matter, anti-fascist, fascist, fascist, you know. And, of course, this this is part of the problem. But at the same time, it's it's something we have to contend with. And And, like, there are people uncritically and sometimes unconsciously reusing the language you know and and a lot of our culture actually is adapted from america you, you mm. know so it, it's something that we have to deal with i think mm. like the same way how a lot of our movies to this day are still patterned over american 80s rom-coms mm. you know mm. like star magic or mm, or how like, like i said earlier like we still eat in mcdonald's mm. and Jollibee. although right now more and more people are uh, eating in sangyup, so it's a shift to <laughs> Korean hegemony, maybe a cultural hegemony. How about that? Like, what what do you say about people? You know, that more and more people are starting to think like quote unquote Americans, even though clumsily <laughs> aping American discourse, like social justice, or even or even on the other side, I, I, like a lot of mega churches are patterned after or uh, after American Protestant, mm. you know, models and at the same time it's influencing the way people vote and the way mm. people perceive social issues like mm. marriage you know gay or whatever divorce abortion mm. etc what do you have to say about our present which is you know starting to coincide with Amer- the american present you know
1: you know it's not it doesn't coincide with the american present it coincides with the american mm-hmm. past because mm-hmm. our pattern of consuming mm-hmm. american culture is this, to an extent Correct. far more similar i think to how Americans consume British culture, uh, Americans saw, yeah. Americans saw themselves as British. They emulated the British mm. in fashion, in ideas. At least the
0: forefathers.
1: <laughs> no, even before that, the sense their notion of political rights. They saw themselves as Englishmen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's one thing. But right, but the moment America became America the moment it started on a path to greatness was the moment when they accepted the reality that they will never be at par with the British. That the British would always consider them as second-class citizens. Hence, you have the issues Mm. coming in, uh, taxation without representation just fueled this feeling. So that is where America made the break. So that's one thing. That is one thing that we need. It's not about our... yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not about our present coinciding with the American present. It is our present coinciding with their past because we are consuming in such a shallow level, the same way that they did with the British. Aping. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. They aped the British, now we're aping America.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So take the next step.
0: And notice the thing? Yeah. So the fact that you concede, Well, in a way conceded that, you know, we are coinciding with their past, isn't that a stronger argument to know that right now their present can actually be our future. And so if we don't analyze it and watch it right now, don't you think that, you know, we might follow the same fate?
1: No. You know why? Because the future cannot be, <laughs> why? the future cannot be predicted. That's one thing. If you You're want, right. if, 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 if we want, true. if we want to analyze our future, we look at our present, not at someone else's future. Mm. that's how machiavelli saw the future of italy as as a united nation Mm -hmm. it did not look (laughs) did not look at the decline of the roman empire it looked at how the roman republic was founded that's the same way that the united states mm -hmm. saw its future Mm -hmm. right so yeah so to those who are consuming american culture i am one of them i am one Mm -hmm. of them I, Mm -hmm. i i grew up under all the Western movies and war films. Mm-hmm. So yes, I am mm-hmm. as much as consumer of American culture as most people. Mm-hmm. Right. But we need to take it further.
0: What do you mean take it further?
1: We go back to the past. That's one thing. Back to the past. Yeah. right, <laughs> <Samurai> Jack. <laughs> back to the past.
0: Mm. So all what right. about you? Well, what, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How can you craft? How can you see a Filipino future out of America's mm-hmm. present?
0: Well, no, no. The funny thing is, I'm not saying that we were we can't predict it, but I'm saying it's a possible trajectory that anyway needs to be avoided. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's possible to make, as uh, opposed, similar if not the same mistakes, and I think it's well. Come to think of it, you can also say that history is being made in the present. You know. Yeah. So, and in a way, perhaps someone's uh, someone's present is just as good as. Uh, someone's recent history so um, uh, it's like hmm it, it's a certain level of distance like again like I said it's like watching a, a certain play and the drama it's uh. important to learn from it so I suppose that but I, I also agree that I suppose to over equate our two histories would be too much so there's a way to calibrate our analysis So I do agree that we do have to to a point uh, cal- in a calibrated way but you know still we still have to look at it right now the, uh, Trump and Biden should we all the more should mm-hmm. we especially when yes because precisely because uh, of how a country that represents the free like freedom and liberty freedom of speech you know constitutional democracy all the more you know I think the fact that it can break down means that our current fragile quality, I'm not calling it democracy. is even more fragile, you know. It's so. Yeah. It's it, how do you say? I think it's it's not a it's not a comparison, you know, but it is a reminder that even the strong, the strongest nations, can actually crumble the way it does now, you know.
1: That so, that, that mentality is something behind, sadly. Just mm-hmm. to be honest, that mentality is. Something behind our notion of embedded mediocrity. So we avoid instead mm. of moving forward.
0: <laughs> and what do you uh, mean, move forward? That's
1: the thing. Okay, first and foremost, the American uh, America falling apart. Comparing it with the possibility of the Philippines falling apart is like comparing mm-hmm. a skyscraper fall down with a shack being torn down by a storm. Right.
0: Uh, I- so th- these are two different. I mean, I'm not sure people will get your, um, yeah, no, get it's your it's metaphor. So you're gonna have to speak just plainly. Two different buildings falling
1: down. Two different buildings falling down. They have mm. very different physics mm. behind it. That is how. That's what I get from what from your idea of looking at the United States as a cautionary tale. Mm. Why not look at the United States uh, well... as an inspiration, properly?
0: Mm. Mm. It already is. That's no, properly it right now. It's not.
1: It's not an inspiration. Wait, properly. just
0: mm. okay. Just a moment, mm. uh, because and I think I've said this already, and I think you sidestepped it. There are again people who are aping American particular uh, particularities, mistakes like the same way the social justice warriors, the students are aping social justice warriors who are mm. hoping to cancel. You know, people mm. are canceling people now. <laughs> like, oh, 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 oh. So. Uh, the fact that it's possible that s- even though if it's aping these gestures and culture, uh, don't you think that it's necessary to look at you know learn from that and perhaps how are they responding to it? You know the fact that the okay. same germs are being found here. So no, you're, you're encouraging the same the aping. conservative. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: that's encouraging the aping. Why not? Why, why not call them off mm. and just say that you're aping it?
0: Well. Isn't it easier to say, "Look how America is right now" with that discourse, rather than saying, um, "Just." I mean, it's it's more to say, like, look what America, what what that discourse is leading to in America.
1: It's easier, yes. Breaking
0: apart. Mm
1: -hmm. Easier, but it's It's to illustrate the folly of it. It's a what is a
0: more how would how would you okay wait instead mm. of saying you're aping it how would you substantiate aping it and how would you give them an alternative because again. That's how I do it. It's easier, but it's the most palpable way. This is the fruit of this. This is the causality. It's data right in front of your eyes. Mm. Instead of, okay, but you say, no, you're aping it. How would you substantiate that point?
1: And this is something I tell my students. If you want to look at Mm -hmm. the United States as a democracy, look at the spirit behind it, the process Mm -hmm. behind it, the history behind Mm -hmm. it. That's Mm -hmm. how I do it. Instead of them aping mm-hmm. American liberal democratic ideas, they should look at how mm-hmm. it was formed, the context where it was formed. And if they want to look mm-hmm. at change and uh, freeing oneself from mm-hmm. colonial ties, then look at the right. American colonial experience itself. That's mm-hmm. one thing. Uh, again, I think I'm taking on Machiavelli's path. to extent. Mm-hmm. I don't, right. like Machiavelli, I don't look... I have ideals, that's one thing. There are ideal types for me. Mm -hmm. But instead of looking Mm -hmm. at it, instead of trying to equate my present with that ideal, you look Mm -hmm. at the history of how that thing was Mm -hmm. made. And that is not not easy. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. not easy. It's not palpable. It is not catchy. But that is how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. If we are to... As I've said, move forward, or to be more specific, if we are to take mm. this discourse away from our delusions of what America really is, mm. like I,
0: I'm, I'm, I, like I can't seem mm. to, I can't see because it's like dealing with an incomplete story because it's part of a saga. It's like watching episode four without episode, uh, like six, you know, the way that even though it ended on, or or episode like even though episode 5 ends on a tragedy you know that it'll uh it it win in the end in episode 6 mm. or what? the opposite you know it's like it's like mm.
1: okay you okay know, it's okay. focusing
0: on one episode rather than another
1: okay okay yeah. so it's okay using your analogy i think i can say that focusing on contemporary american politics is just looking at episode 6 without knowing what the fuck happened in episode 1
0: mm, mm. Okay, but I think, don't you think it's, what I'm saying is, watch mm-hmm. episode one to six.
1: Yeah, that is, <laughs> the that's the tag. ideal. That is the ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, even I would. Yeah. I think we would agree both. We would both agree right. with that one. That's mm-hmm. an ideal, but we have limited
0: brain cells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's my philosophy as a scholar, You know, although, and I assume this was yours as well, that although we are also uh, curators of the past, mm-hmm. we are also innovators for the present. I think that's what, and yeah. So, and I think we also have to be ready to deal with like apparent questions right now, especially Uh when it is done with our, like someone that is related to to us. Like to borrow your metaphor, Uh I think there is value in like a young boy watching, perhaps you could say their grandfather undergo their own like his own mental decline to Alzheimer's because it's a reminder of again what they can be if they are not careful if they don't take care of themselves and they actually also know his life story perhaps he was a drinker perhaps he was a drug addict or i don't know uh or perhaps he was also a war hero perhaps he was a virtuous man but in the end it's important to know that eventually he ends up the way he is so yeah i i'd say i again um i agree that we value the past but it's also a part of a continuity and i say look at the whole that on the one hand yes the foundations of america you know are important and they're laudable but they're also their foundations are fragile mm. and that where it goes wrong and falls apart is mm. you know what we have to look at not necessarily mm. just aping because i think mm. that's what you and i are arguing yeah it's not an exact correlation Mm. At the same time, we have to look at, at the entire integrity, both mm. the past and the present, mm. and perhaps moving forward to the future.
1: Mm. And mm. that's something that I would wholeheartedly agree with. But mm-hmm. again, mm. given that we have very limited brain cells, short attention spans, mm. and not everyone can right. focus on the entire mm. continuum. I hope they can. Mm-hmm. I hope the social circumstances will allow it. But if they can't, I would still argue that it's better to look at America's past.
0: We've yeah. covered a lot of ground. It's a very yeah, we interesting discussion. Yeah. Although, if you kayo, mga PI, ask questions, <laughs> you know, ask hopefully we'll continue it. Yep. But for now, yep. yeah, for, for now uh, let's have recommendations. Ooh. And hope, we're looking forward to your own recommendations as hmm. to how to supplement this yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, discussion. So what do you have for us today?
1: Oh, Okay. Okay, I I will recommend two pieces. No, no, three, three. So two documentaries and one movie. Again, just part of my advocacy of looking at America as a historical entity, not present. So I would suggest that. I think both are available on YouTube. If not, you can find find it somewhere else. But the PBS's mm-hmm. series on the American Revolution. It's a relatively old series around the '90s, but it's still it it's valuable. It, tackles the United States as a colony until it became or until it started with its constitution and construction of, of its constitution. So seven episodes, I mm-hmm. think, seven episodes and come that. And I think that would give a more realistic overview of what America is, what America was. Mm-hmm. Another would be uh, Road to the White House, if I'm not mistaken. I think it by, it's by CNN. It's a series. It's a dissection of several key elections mm-hmm. if people are still If people are still uh, interested with American electoral politics, then again, in line with history, better look at earlier elections like Andrew Jackson versus John Quincy Adams, John Adams versus Thomas Jefferson, Lincoln versus, well, the Lincoln-Douglas debate would be nice. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's better to look at the past. Mm -hmm. So, in relation to Lincoln, Mm -hmm. a movie that is close to me would be Lincoln, the movie. (laughs) that's that's my last starring
0: is that the this is the one starring Daniel Day-Lewis yeah Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis
1: yeah 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 yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis so Mm -hmm. uh, this movie I think it was a movie rendition of the book theme of rivals Mm so it shows Mm -hmm. how the 13th amendment am I right 13th amendment was passed Mm -hmm. abolishing slavery through politicking dirty
0: politicking Mm -hmm. dirty politics tied with ideals
1: yeah tied with ideals so
0: so even Honest Abe wasn't so honest? Yeah, his election mm. was that, like that. Right. Which I think, and I think not enough people watched that film, so I love that film as well. Mm. There's something to learn, that even ideals or ideas of America mm. are still uh, dirtier than they actually mm. seem. You know, It's just a story. But in reality, Abe was employed the same tactics we see today, yep. of patronage, of bribery, mm. but he did what he had to do to mm. free the slaves. Yep. So, yeah very good you know for me um well good that you're mentioning audiovisual recommendations uh, for me i'm recommending a novel are you familiar with this america is in the heart <laughs> i am and... i'm familiar with it mm-hmm.
1: it's like a heart work. yeah you're
0: familiar uh... <laughs> yeah how'd you find it by the way when you read it
1: That uh, was way back in my undergrad so i had bare.
0: uh-huh well, i actually i was only exposed to it when i was teaching great works with sir oscar salapko Oh. Uh g- great colleague, actually, and I well, I taught him as a team, and it's actually similar to what I taught with si- Silence. This one is more closer to home. It's Filipino. It's uh, it's an autobiography of Carlos Bulosan, and it starts off with a story of him growing up in the Philippines, and similar to uh, like to a lot of us, we aim to be like America and eventually go there and make a uh, try to make a life for ourselves. Similar to a lot of immigrant stories. And the thing is, it starts off you know, with ideals. In fact, what inspires him is the legend of Abraham Lincoln because he was a poor man who eventually became president. And oh. that, when I was rereading it, I, that lit up. And of course, um, that's the fantasy part. But when he actually reached there, he experienced you know, depression. He experienced discrimination, uh, you know, maltreatment. Uh, it has his own like hard realities. And at the same time, a renewed appreciation of America. And it's something that, of course, this was done way before. Uh, this was set in way before uh, Philippine independence, when Philippines was, became a nation. It was actually set in 1920s and 30s. Commonwealth time. Uh, Commonwealth time, perhaps. And I think I want to read a, a quick part mm. because I think this emulates, I think my stance on uh, our today's debate, you know, yes, it is an idea, but I think it's an important idea. And I think we have to, we have, in a way we should have a stake in what America is, you know, we have to rethink, right? America is not a land of one race or one class of men. We are all Americans that have toiled and suffered and known oppression and defeat from the first Indian that offered peace in Manhattan to the last Filipino pea pickers. America is not bound by geographical latitudes America is not merely a land or an institution. America is in the hearts of men that died for freedom. It is also in the eyes of men that are building a new world. America is a prophecy of a new society of men, of a system that knows no sorrow or strife or suffering. America is a warning to those who would try to falsify the ideals of free men. America is also the nameless foreigner, the homeless refugee, The hungry boy begging for a job and the black body dangling from a tree america is the illiterate immigrant who is ashamed that the world of books and intellectual opportunities is close to him we are all that nameless foreigner that homeless refugee that hungry boy that illiterate immigrant that lynched black body all of us from the first adams to the last filipino Native town or alien, educated or illiterate, we are America. It's beautiful. Gosh, I think th-
1: this is. That this guy was
0: illiterate. Yeah, that guy was illiterate. He didn't have a lot of formal schooling, and he managed to, mm-hmm. albeit using American, like English, you know, American language, and perhaps American models, you know, uh, perhaps he had people help him, but still, he managed to articulate his desire for freedom through. Uh, his experience in both the Philippines and America. Oh. And one thing I can conclude with is, uh, I think, yes, we should care about American politics, but in reference, like, like you said, properly in a way that knows our own, oh. you know, this uh, distinct history. Oh. And it, as, still, as an America still embodies a kind of freedom, you know, a kind of, uh, multiculturalism, a kind of constitutionalism, democracy. Uh-huh. So we try to look at its pitfalls and look what necessary steps we have to do to found and maintain it, really. So, and to know the whole story from episode one to episode six. Mm. So yes, even the prequels, 79 is a bit of a, <laughs> <laughs> is a bit of a debatable thing. Any last words before we clock out on this on should we care about American politics? Was it changed in any way or do you still? Yeah, that, that's, the way you do? Yeah.
1: yeah. That's it. I think I do agree. That's the ideal. That's the ideal
0: mm-hmm. just
1: to learn from mm-hmm. the United States, but I would like to highlight mm-hmm. founding since we don't have something. Instead mm-hmm. of maintaining. Because what the hell are you going to maintain. If you don't have mm-hmm. it in the first place. So that's a challenge. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Right. Can't defend anything mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. So yeah. Oof. Or that barely exists. Mm.
0: Huh, can't defend anything that doesn't exist. Is that a code Or barely. Quote to leave on? No, or barely exists. I mean this is Halloween so ooh scary we don't have a constitution ooh or Trump's going to be president again ooh <laughs> oh, <Scott>. scary thought. <laughs> that would be amusing or yeah or Biden will be president dies and then Kamala will be president ooh Kamala's like a bit interesting <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. She's scary actually you know she's a legitimately scarily person <laughs> anyway so that is our discussion great not actually but I think for now this is us um, so hopefully you'll join us. Please send in your questions or rate us on iTunes. It will help us a lot. Or maybe send us through email or maybe in our Ask FM or in our Facebook, wherever page. you are. Maybe talk to us personally.
1: Yep.
0: So yeah, and thank you for joining us. And until then,
1: magandang gabi mga
0: If you enjoy the jazzy tunes of this podcast. You can find similar works with John Victor Adonis of the band John's Dirty Old Sneakers at Spotify and SoundCloud. The logo and design were done by Shin Miyamoto and Anthony Borja.